Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is June 9th. In 1934, this marked one of the most loved cartoon characters, Donald Duck's maiden theatrical appearance in Walt Disney's The Wise Little Hen. The Wise Little Hen plot has the hen seeking assistance to plant corn in the winter, but Peter Pig and Donald Duck make excuses to avoid the labor. The Silly Symphony cartoon short was based on an American fable called The Little Red Hen, a story that talks about the importance of hard work. The much-loved and immensely popular feathered fowl, Donald Duck, made its first appearance in the seven-minute-long tale in his trademark sailor suit, shirt, cap, and bow tie. What drew fans to this popular cartoon character is his charismatic, quirky tone, irascible yet adorable, mischievous, bragging demeanor, Donald's yellow-orange-billed mouth, lively, happy-go-lucky nature, and hardly intelligible speech made him an instant hit. Since then, Donald Duck has been known to have featured in several 150 theatrical films more than any other Disney character. Also, he is the most published comic book character in the world other than the superhero genre. Did you know that this anthropomorphic white duck cartoon adorns the Hollywood Walk of Fame as he earned much coveted star there? There are many such lesser known trivia about Donald Duck. As 2021 marks Donald's 87th anniversary, let's find out some interesting facts related to the legendary cartoon. United Artists, the distributor of the film, uh, decided June 9th as the release date, but it was first shown a month before that on May 3rd for a benefit program in the Carthay Circle Theater in Los Angeles. Then on June 7th, Radio City Music Hall, <clears throat> it made its debut. The Wise Little Hen was directed by Wilford Jackson, who is an animator himself and has directed many silly symphony shorts and won Academy Awards. The Wise Little Hen marked Donald's only color appearance until the release of the band concert in 1935. Clarence Ducky Nash, who lent his iconic voice to Donald for 50 years, wanted to be a doctor but said that he became the biggest quack in the world instead. Owing to his immense popularity, Donald Duck featured among the 50 great cartoon characters of all time in TV Guide's list in 2002. During the period from September 16th to December 16th, 1934, the Silly Symphony Sunday comic strip published a three-month-long adaptation of The Wise Little Hen, The Silly Symphony, Don Disney, Donald Duck, The Wise Little Hen cartoon. And with a spectacular victory at the Belmont Stakes, Secretary became the first horse since Citation in 1948 to win the America's coveted Triple Crown, the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. One of the finest performances in racing history, Secretariat, ridden by Ron Turcotte, completed the one-and-a-half-mile race in 2 minutes and 24 seconds, a dirt track record for that distance. Secretariat was born in the Meadows Stables in Doswell, Virginia, on March 30, 1970. He was sired by Bold Ruler, the 1957 Preakness winner, and foaled by Something Royal, which came from a thoroughbred line known for its stamina. An attractive chestnut colt, he grew to over 16 hands high and was at two years the size of a three-year-old. He ran his first race as a two-year-old on July 4, 1972, a five-and-a-half furlong race at Aqueduct in New York City. He came in behind to finish fourth. It was the only time in his career that he finished a race and did not place. 
Eleven days later, he won a six furlong race at Saratoga in Saratoga Springs, New York, and soon after, another race. His trainer, Lucian Lauren, moved him up to class in August, entering him in the Sanford Stakes at Saratoga, which he won by three lengths. By the end of 1972, he had won seven of nine races. With easy victories in his first two starts in 1973, Secretariat seemed on his way to win the Triple Crown. Just two weeks before the Kentucky Derby, however, he stumbled at the Wood Memorial Stakes at Aqueduct, coming in third behind Angle Light and Sham. On May 5th, he met Sham and Angle Light again at the Churchill Downs track in Louisville for the Kentucky Derby. Secretariat, a 3-2 favorite, broke from near back of the pack to win that one and a quarter mile race in a record 1 minute 59 two fifths of a second. He was the first to run the Derby in less than two minutes, and his record still stands. Two weeks later, at Pim- Pimlico Race Course in Baltimore, Maryland, Secretariat won the second event of the Triple Crown, the Preakness Stakes. The official clock malfunctioned, but the hand-recorded timers had him running the 1 and 3 mile race in record time. On June 9th of 1973, almost 100,000 people came to Belmont near New York City to see if Big Red would become the first horse in 25 years to win the Triple Crown. Secretariat gave the finest performance of his career at the Belmont Stakes, completing the one-and-a-half-mile race in a record 2 minutes, 24 seconds, knocking nearly three seconds off the track record set by Gallant Man in 1957. He also won by a record 31 lengths. Ron Turco, who jockeyed Secretariat in all but three of his races, claimed that at Belmont he lost control of Secretariat and the horse sprinted into history on his own accord. Secretariat would race six more times, winning four and finishing second twice. In November 1973, the Horse of the Century was retired and put to stud at Claiborne Farms in Paris, Kentucky. Among his notable offspring is the 1988 Preakness and Belmont winner, Risen Star. Secretary was euthanized in 1989 after falling ill. An autopsy showed that his heart was two and a half times larger than that of an average horse, which may have contributed to his extraordinary racing abilities. In 1999, ESPN ranked Secretariat number 35 in its list of the top 50 North American athletes of the 20th century, the only non-human on that list. And finally, in 1958, Queen Elizabeth II opened Gatwick Airport and became the first airport in the world to combine air, road, and train travel in one close-knit single unit. The 7.8 million pound construction project transformed Gatwick into a global travel hub. Taking over two and a half years to complete and marking a new beginning for air travel in the UK, it became the first airport in the world to have a direct railway link, allowing passengers to enjoy a seamless journey from the moment their travel started. Increased passenger demand in the more modern age of air travel, with the introduction of aircraft like the Jumbo Boeing 747-400, required three runway extensions in 1964, 1970, and 1973. The latter enabled non-stop flights from the U.S. West Coast to begin. With an ever-increasing number of passenger planes arriving daily, Gatwick opened its new control tower in 1984, which at the time of completion was the tallest in the UK. In the same year, Gatwick Express was launched, further cementing Gatwick's position as an accessible and leading destination for global travel. In 1988, the Queen returned to open the 200 million pound North Terminal, which in turn saw the main terminal renamed as the South. Just 10 years later, a fourth runway extension was required with the EasyJet's residence at the airport starting the following year in 1999. The 90s began with extensions to both the north and south terminals toting about 60 million pounds. This was followed by Gatwick building the biggest air passenger bridge in the world which totals 194 meters in length. In 2012, the new owners, Global Infrastructure Partners, or GIP, announced a 2.5 billion pound investment program, further increasing Gatwick's 
standing as a world-leading airport. That year also saw the Emirates start its scheduled A380 service at Gatwick, making it one of the very few airports at the time that could accommodate the next generation of passenger airplanes. Four years later, in 2016, Gatwick opened the largest self-service bag drop zone. Unmatched in size, innovation, and ambition, this highlighted Gatwick's commitment to putting passengers at the heart of its operation by dramatically reducing queues. Finally came the big move. Last year saw EasyJet, British Airway, and Virgin Atlantic all swap terminals in just 72 hours as part of the biggest operational reshuffle in Gatwick history. Discussing the anniversary, Andy Poole, of head of terminal operations at Gatwick, said, Throughout its history, Gatwick has remained at the forefront of innovation, investing billions over the years to ensure that we are constantly pushing the boundaries and delivering the best possible experience for our passengers. It has been an unbelievable 60 years at Gatwick, and we have had a magnificent impact in making air travel accessible to millions of people. Now, as we move into our seventh decade, we look ahead to continuing our success story with more global connections regularly being added to our thriving route network and more pioneering solutions being provided to enhance the passenger experience. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com Donald Duck at News18.com Secretariat, the Triple Crown winner at History.com and Gatwick Airport opens at SussexExpress.co.uk The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.